Hello, welcome to the third episode of the Disneylanders podcast. My name is Asher Miles, and in this episode, we will be discussing how Disney princesses influence us. Many would strongly agree that the Disney princesses are weak and lack ideals for the young children of the world to look up to, and many refuse to look at the facts and merely graze the surface. Some often argue, while Snow White and Sleeping Beauty just laid around until their prince came to save them. Cinderella didn't do anything about her stepfamily, she was waiting for a prince. The Little Mermaid only wanted legs for a man. We've all heard statements like these regarding Disney's revered princess figures. When we break down the film, when we break down the films though, we see that this truly is not the case. The number one argument against princesses as role models is that they are weak and helpless without men, which is false. Snow White was 14 and on her own, running from the Queen's hitmen and had to escape through a frightening forest. She was able to realize her fears of the forest were irrational and sought help from the 12 dwarfs to have a place to stay. Yes, true love's kiss wins out in the end. Yes, true love's kiss wins out in the end. But Snow White was on her own for the majority of the movie. She didn't just lounge in the dwarves' home. She earned her keep. And for Cinderella, what is often overlooked is that she likely had nowhere else to go. She didn't just stay with her stepmother because she was waiting for a man to save her. She didn't have any choice but to stay out or be on the streets. Going to the ball is not about meeting a man, it was about being liberated. To be beautiful and enjoy herself for one night and it would help make up for the years of humiliation and degradation. The Little Mermaid and the idea that Ariel was willing to give up everything just for a man is also completely exaggerated. Ariel wanted to explore the world above and would give up anything to be where the people are long before she met Prince Eric. Initially, it wasn't even her desire to get legs. She likely would have considered fantasizing and possibly trying to talk to him as a mermaid if King Triton hadn't gotten upset and destroyed her collection and Ursula had not tempted her. Ariel's desire was for land and legs. In Beauty and the Beast, Belle dismissed Gaston to continue to pursue a life of adventure rather than settling down with a pompous muscle man. She learned to look within, and in the end, it was her love that saved the beast. Jasmine from Aladdin was taking no one's bull and called out Aladdin for lying. She was tired of arrogant men who wouldn't listen to her. Pocahontas saved John Smith's life. Mulan saved all of China without needing saving from a man. Tiana from The Princess and the Frog saved herself from remembering what her father taught her. Rapunzel saved her man's life many times and liberated herself by cutting off her own hair. Merida from Disney Pixar's Brave did not have a man she was interested in whatsoever. She wanted to be free and herself, and she saved her mother. Disney's Frozen focuses on the love between sisters, and in the end, it is not true love's kiss, but Anna that saves Elsa from her frozen heart. Over the years, Disney has made their women protagonists even stronger and given them the sword instead of their prince. Disney's women have always been strong, but with new demands for stronger heroines, more self-empowered princesses are being created, many without a prince to speak of. The moral of many of the princesses' stories is that beauty can be found within, and it's not what's outside that counts. In Cinderella, with the ugly stepsisters, it focuses more on their ugly behavior rather than their looks. The biggest thing people—the biggest thing people tend to forget—is that this is a—the biggest thing people tend to forget is that this is animation. It's not meant to be taken realistically. An animated character can be anything, unlike a human actor. 
Animation can allow people to fly or be bright and blue and made of smoke or even have 70 foot long hair. For example, in the bonus features of the animated film Final Fantasy Advent Children, co-director Takashi Nozu spoke of the choice to animate. If it had been too... If it had been too real, we would have been just a live-action film. The thing with animation is that it's not meant to be realistic. It's intended to be fantastical and fun, to be beautiful and entertaining, not to be highly realistic. Still, others claim that animation sugarcoats and hides the cruelty of the world with princesses having happily ever afters and no real hardships to overcome along the way. The stories are based off of grim fairy tales. The stories are based off of grim fairy tales, Han Christian Andersen and Charles Perrault, and were cautionary tales for children to teach morals. Disney's versions of the famous tales are less brutal, but they tell the story in a somewhat more lighthearted and fanciful manner. However, this does not mean the darkness is lost from the films. In Disney's first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, there are many scenes depicting frightening images. The scene where Snow White's running through the forest with the trees and the other hermit's things seems much worse than they really are. The argument that princesses don't overcome obstacles is false. Similarly in Frozen, Han shows his true colors and explains he only pretended to love Anna in order to take in Arendelle, and leaves her to die and heads off to kill Elsa. Anna, in, at, Anna at the end of the film deals with his treachery in a strong way. There is a common notion that Disney films too often end with and they lived happily ever after, but this often contradicts another point of view that animation shouldn't be too dark because it's meant for children. Walt Disney once said, Life is composed of lights and shadows and we would be untruthful, insincere, and saccharine if we tried to pretend there were no shadows. Women in film and television are already over-sexualized as it is, which begs the question, what makes a good role model? Is it truly better for kids to idolize Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls or to be inspired by Cinderella? Who is it to say what is a good role model or not? I would argue that a good role model can be the strong woman who take charge when they need to. Whether a woman is a housewife or a princess, a soldier or a cook, who can determine precisely what makes them a good role model or who others choose to look up to? The children who idolize these princesses seem to agree. These strong, animated women are a good enough role model for them. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow Disneylanders on all platforms. Is that good? Yeah, it's great.